Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everyone, and thank you again for joining Cindy and I this morning. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I, I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually um, a little surprised this morning. We've actually got some blue sky here in Florida. We've had rain for several days, and uh, it's kind of nice to see a little bit of a blue sky. It's cold, but uh, I'm not going to complain too much. But um, thanks, everybody, for joining us again uh, live this morning on the Women of Golf Show. We've got a great show for you. Uh, we're very, very excited because we are actually starting uh, or helping to start to kick off the 2019 Symmetra Tour season, and we've got a great young lady joining us this morning who's uh, ready and excited to uh, get started with the season as well, and we're going to bring her out in just a second. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about uh, August Kim, and then a little bit later uh, in the show, uh, a guest that was going to be on last week, and unfortunately there was a little bit of a miscommunication, but she's been rescheduled for this week, uh, Ashanta Epps, the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing, Inc. She'll be joining us on the second half of the show. But we want to thank everybody for tuning in. And as always, Cindy and I are very uh, honored to have you join us this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. Um, so, Cindy, just a quick note before um, you had a, a little bit of a speaking engagement last week. Tell us a little, little bit about that before we bring on our guest. Yes. So, Buffalo had the Woman Up Conference, and I was asked to kick it off with a keynote. Um, so I delivered my itbox speech to a hundred high-powered business women in Buffalo, and it just so happened that I had to speak from nine to ten a.m. So I was not able to be on the radio. So I feel like I haven't even been here all year. But anyway, the conference yeah. went really well. The uh, I think I fired the troops up. It was pretty fun, and um, hopefully all those women will choose to pursue their personal it. Very good, and I can't think of a better uh, individual to deliver that that keynote speech. So, job well done. Next time, you're going to have to sneak a mic into the uh, event, and we'll we'll sort of do that live, maybe on the show here. We'll try to get uh, eavesdrop, if you will, on the show when you do an event like that. But uh, glad to have you back, always, Cindy. Always enjoy having you here alongside with me on the show. All right, as I mentioned, we've got a great guest to, to help kick off the uh, 2019 Symmetra Tour. Um, and uh, we thought, what a, a great opportunity to have one of the players that's going to be playing in the event, uh, the first event this year, uh, coming up on Thursday. And her name is August Kim, and she's uh, 23 from St. Augustine, Florida, uh, graduated from Purdue University. Uh, she also won the 2016 Big Ten Championship individual title and set the tournament 54-hole uh, scoring record. Uh, also a four-time uh, Women's Golf uh, Coaches Association All-American Scholar in Boilermakers history, uh, two-time All-Big Ten first-team uh, performer, also named a WGCA first-team All-American and recipient of Purdue's Big Ten Medal of Honor as a senior in uh, 2017. Uh, 
she's made the cut in 19 of 32 starts since her rookie year on Symmetra Tour in 2017 with five top 10 finishes and a career best solo uh, second result at the 2017 Donald Ross Classic. And at the conclusion of her first two seasons, uh, she managed to get into the top 30 uh, for the Volvic race for the card money list. So uh, she's inching her way up to the top spot, and we're very excited to have her join us this morning. So, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest uh, to start things off for the Symmetra Tour, August Kim. Good morning. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so well, glad we're glad that, uh, yeah, we're glad that you were able to join us this morning, and and very quickly, um, August, before we get uh, started into our discussion, tell us a little bit about the tournament coming up this week. Uh, what are the dates, and um, what's the actual name of the tournament to start the season off? So we have the Sky Eye Golf Championship in uh, Northport, Florida, which is where I am right now. Uh, the uh, Bobcat Trail is hosting it, and uh, yeah, it's it's looking really solid. All the girls are really excited to be here. Excellent. Now, have you ever played there before at that uh, course? Are, are you familiar with it at all, or is this going to be a first time? I have not. Uh, I played uh, the course yesterday for the first time, and uh, it's a it's an interesting track. There's a, there's some some cool holes, so uh, I think uh, playing there Thursday to Sunday will be uh, very fun, very interesting. Wow, very good. And you said I think you mentioned off air that um, the tournament actually it's a four day. Uh, tournament on this one and it starts on thursday the 7th and then finishes up sunday the 10th correct that is correct yeah this is one of the uh, one of the few throughout the year that is actually four days instead of the usual three for us oh very good well they're 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 starting you off hot and heavy the first tournament of the year good for them uh, get everyone warmed up from a from the off season um so august tell us tell us a little bit um just about the season itself again it starts this week and I know all of the, the young ladies playing on the Symmetra Tour are very excited to, you know, as you mentioned, to, to sort of get the dust off, if you will, from the off season and get out there and, and start competing again. So tell us a little bit, some of the things happening this year, uh, in addition to this week, um, any, any other new events coming in or maybe any new sponsors that, uh, that have come on board that you can tell us about? Yeah, for sure. So what's interesting is um, this first event is a, is a first-time event for the Symmetra Tour it's um, one of the biggest purses of the year. It's uh, 250k, I believe. And um, wow. not only that, but uh, the tour has added about, I think, three or four more events since last year, which is fantastic. And um, like companies oh, like wow. uh, IOA, yeah, IOA is actually hosting, I believe, three events. And uh, Symmetra right. itself, which is uh, the title sponsor for our tour, is hosting two as well. So we've got a lot of big repeating sponsors who are really showing support for the sport and for our tour, which is really exciting. And it's also, um, I believe, a record amount of uh, of prize money. I think it's over $4 million for the whole year, which is unreal. So. Well, wow, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you'll be excited to take some of those checks home uh, yourself. So I know you'll be playing hard this year. Um, Cindy, go ahead and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let you pick up from here. So what's the best part of your game? Uh, the best part of my game, um, my putting. That's my favorite part. And why do you say that? Um, I just, growing up, I always spent um, most of my time with my putting. I enjoy practice a lot, actually. So uh, it, uh, I don't know, and it's it's a very uh, integral part of our scoring. So I, I'm I'm kind of glad that it worked out that way. <laughs> 
And and you're from St. Augustine? Well, I actually, uh, I grew up in New York. Uh, we moved down, my family moved down to Florida when I was in high school. But um, when I uh, committed to Purdue in high school, that's when I was living up in New York. So uh, I was used to the cold weather a little bit. Where in New York? Long Island. Oh, nice. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So you're Very good. Brass, and bent, which is good. Yes. <laughs> and what did you major in at school? Uh, I was a biochemistry major. Oh, my goodness. Smart and talented on the golf course. Um, call that the total package. Yeah, thank you. That's right. Always, always good to get a good education, uh, regardless of what uh, what cre- uh, career challenges or pursuits uh, that you have. So, uh, well done. Um, I want to ask you. you something just before, and then we'll get back to a little bit about your game and, and so forth. But um, as I'm sure mm-hmm. you're aware, there's been some uh, rule changes uh, coming into 2019, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, uh, Cindy, but uh, in, in August, but I certainly have. It seems that the men are, uh, on the PGA Tour are struggling a little bit with some of the new rules. Um, what are your thoughts, August, <laughs> uh, with some of the rule changes? Uh, well, I'm just seeing a lot of reports in that uh, in, in different um, you know media outlets and that that some of them are struggling, some of them are having a difficult time. So I don't know. Maybe the guys are just not as smart about it. I don't know. Maybe the the ladies on the various tours will have better luck. But what are your thoughts on some of the new rule changes? And um, what are some of the? Is there anything particular that that um, you see being an advantage um, and helping? Well, I think the whole purpose of the rule changes was to make the sport itself more accessible on a universal level. And what's interesting is um, changes that would benefit maybe at the most amateur and the most, um, the most uh, daily level for public golf can have bigger repercussions in tournament golf. So, um, I mean, things like uh, tapping down spike marks and stuff like that. I, I think that's, I think that's a fair rule where, um, you know, outside forces that you have no control over to be able to correct those and having a fair shot at a, at a real putt. I think that's good, but I think, um, so, uh, recently the, uh, incident at the Honda classic, I believe with Adam Shank getting, a a, uh, a penalty for having his caddy stand behind him. Adam's actually a friend of mine. He went to Purdue too. And uh, everyone in our little circle is kind of bummed about it because, you know, it's it wasn't an incident that was an attempt to cheat or anything like that. But, you know, I, I'm sure right. that considering it's the first year all these rule changes are coming out, I think there'll be some adjustments. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's just a process. There are, there are great rules and there are some so-so rules. So I guess we have to see and adjust. Yeah. Do, do you think – I just want to follow up on that real quick. Um, and then, Cindy, I'll bounce mm-hmm. it back to you. Do you think, uh, August, that that particular ruling there with, with the, uh, where the caddy's involved, um, that's one – because, you know, you see a lot of players where their caddies will get behind and sort of help them see the lines and so forth. Um, do you think that's mm-hmm. one uh, – it's going to take a little while for people to sort of unpack that one a little bit because there have been a lot of players that, that you know, have sort of used that uh, – 
um, in the past to help them with their game, and that's something that they're not going to be able to do um, certainly as easily anymore. Um, and, and what do you also think about um, maybe issuing a warning um, because it is so new? There were a lot of changes, but I think 20 changes to the rules, uh, which is a little bit unprecedented. Do you think that maybe in a case like that where, where players are, are kind of used to, to that sort of thing, that maybe um, a warning initially for the first you know few months of the season or something, or, or what are your thoughts there? Well, um, although a warning sounds fair, I do believe that um, as competitors, it's our responsibility to be um, in the know and up to date to whatever rule changes are brought about. Right. Um, but I, but I do understand that it's it's very hard to um, change behaviors and habits that we've built for you know over a decade for most of the people who are competing now. Right. But um, yeah, I just uh, things like I guess in that that rule in particular where the the caddy is, isn't allowed to stand behind the player. I do see the merits of limiting um, you know uh, additional advantages that a player that one player might have over another. So I do believe it's a fair rule. But like you said, it's gonna it's gonna take some unpacking and it's gonna take some time, especially for the rule committees themselves to really right. nail down the proper wording and the the proper enforcement of the rule. So. Yeah, I, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, it, it, they've had an off season or, or a little bit of an off season to really um, sort of soak in the new rules. And you're right. I think it's up to the individual players to to make a point of of you know adjusting to the new rules. And yeah, it's going to take some time, and there's going to be some missteps along the way, which we've seen already in tournament play this season mm-hmm. so far on some of the other tours. But um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens out on your tour. Uh, this year, if there's going to be a few missteps along the way, and I'm sure you know, knowing the, how the media is, we'll hear about it. But um, that's uh, some yeah, great insight yeah. there. Um, Cindy, yeah, Cindy, go ahead, and, and uh, I'll let you pick up from here. So, tell us what you've been doing in this off season to get uh, to prepare yourself for this year's. Uh, so, what I've done is, um, I mean, beyond just the usual practice, I've uh, I took some steps to kind of um, establish a more uh, productive mental aspect to my, uh, to my game. And that doesn't just go, you know, it's not just about reading the right books and stuff like that, but on a daily basis, establishing a, you know, a good schedule, making sure that I have uh, time for productive change in, you know, all aspects of my game, mental, physical, technical, all that stuff. So I I took a much more well-rounded approach this off season. I think it, it really helped me. That's great. Now, did you go work with anybody to do this, or did you do it on your own? Um, well, this this part of it, I uh, it was a lot of just um, self-assessment, reflecting on uh, what I wish I could have done better in the past year. Uh, I spoke a bunch with my college coach, uh, Devin Browse at Purdue. He He's a, still a huge part of my development, and I still go to him with questions and stuff like that. Um, the assistant coach at Purdue, Kristen Paulson, I'm just, I'm a big uh, fan of reaching out to people who I trust and who I know can uh, give me direction. So a lot of help in that, in that arena. That's great. Yeah, that's That's smart. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken the um, golf psych assessment? Um, I have taken one assessment, but I don't know if it's that in particular. It's about like what kind of golfer I am and like what, kind of mental practices benefit me. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what kind it is though. 
Okay. Now, I think maybe what you took was the mental golf profile, but the oh, yeah, that's golf <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a D and I and S and a C. Do you remember that at all? Uh, I believe I'm an I. I'm not sure. I are very outgoing and talk a lot. Uh, S's are pretty steady and quiet and introspective, and C's are more analytical and detail-oriented. D's are Tiger Woods. I's would be Christina Kim. Oh, maybe. Would be, yeah, you're, I don't think you're an I. Just by okay, hold on. I, I have the email. Uh, maybe I can find it really quick, but that's funny. Yeah, there's no way you're an I. <laughs> Especially well, being a well, biochem major, there's no I that would be a biochem major. <laughs> Let's see. Well, but if, anyway, if we're basing it on two the, different on the, assessments. Yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead Ted. Cindy. I was just going to say, if I we're basing it on the talk a lot, talk a lot, I would be an I for sure. We know that. <laughs> okay, okay, I found it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a C. I'm a C. Thank you very much. Of course you're a C. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh, that is funny. So, you know what? I friended you on Instagram. If you want to take my golf assessment, just send me a, a message on Instagram, and I'll send you a link. It's free. It'll It'll really – because you're talking about being very diligent, um, high mm-hmm. C's need to have a process, and and right. you know, so that's really important for you. So keep doing what you're doing because that'll make you play way better than than most. You can't be somebody that you're not. Which right. is I appreciate you know, it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Ted. Yeah, and Cindy's a great one to reach out to. Um, she's very, um, very good in that area of of the game. So um, that's definitely something on your on your short bucket list, if you will. And speaking of of bucket lists, if you will, a little bit. Um, what are your goals for 2019, and what about long term, uh, August? Well, I mean, like anyone on the Symmetra Tour, the the goal is to make it to the next level. But um, to been trying to um, kind of take the measure away from just pure results, which is kind of what mm-hmm. um, kind of affected me the past two years, especially near the second half of the season. So, I mean, I'm just my goal is to take it week by week and just um, place as best as I can each day. Yeah, I I, I think that's a, a very smart a- approach because I think a lot of them. You know, a lot of the players, when they first come out on the Symmetra Tour, of course, their, you know, vision is, okay, I want to get out on the LPJ Tour and probably put a lot of undue pressure on themselves, do you think? Exactly, um, just yeah. trying to really grind yeah. it out each week. And I think, you know, sometimes, even though I know you've played collegiate and, and you've, you know, played probably, I'm sure, since you were very young, um, this game, you know, it, you're now out on sort of the big dance floor, if you will, and you're starting to play and, and sort of earning your chops a little bit. And I think sometimes some of the players, and we've talked to a few here, and you can tell just in their demeanor that they're very eager to, to get out there, and that's great. You've got to have that competitive uh, juice, if you will. But I think also sometimes sure. you've just got to sort of take it week by week, like you said. Um, so that's a very smart. What about long term? I mean, obviously you want to get out there in the LPGA, I'm sure, and you want to play competitive and, and, and certainly pursue 
majors and things like that. But what about down the road? Is there mm-hmm. something else that you want to do in addition to playing golf, maybe teach or, or do some other projects? Uh, well, if we're talking outside the golf arena, um, like yeah. uh, as as I mentioned, I uh, studied biochemistry in college. So I would love to um, kind of go back to that. I've always been um, – I've always loved school and done really well academically. So to, to go back to it after accomplishing what I want to accomplish in golf would be fantastic. Uh, be it, I don't know, research or, or med school in some, in some uh, form, but yeah, it's, it's great to have that option. Yeah. And, and that, again, that's smart. Yeah. I think that's very smart mm-hmm. to, to go and get a good solid education like that at Purdue. And then, you know, again, you can pursue your, your golf career and, and I know you'll do very well, but it's always nice to have that degree and that to fall back on too, that, you know, you can pursue other things, um, you know, maybe a little bit later on down the road. So I think that's fantastic. Um, and what made you interested in actually playing golf? When did you start playing and what was about golf that, that kind of piqued your interest? So my dad actually was a, was a huge golfer growing up. I, I remember seeing him go off to play every weekend and whenever he had time. So uh, when I was, I think about eight or nine, uh, my dad started taking me out with him. And yeah, I just had a knack for it. I really liked it. I started competing a couple of years later and I never stopped. So. <laughs> well, that's good. You got officially bitten by the golf bug. Um, and, yeah, for and sure. I think that's, you know, that's, yeah, it, it's great, you know, when you can get introduced uh, to the game through a family member like your father or, or mother, or what have you. But, um, you know, it's kind of nice to have that because that's something that you have in common, obviously, with, with your dad, uh, a love of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure, um, you know, that's something that um, now uh, were you did you get to the point where you started beating him? And when was that? Yes. When I was 13. I still remember the day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm right. sure that's a day he sure it was a, yeah. a day he'd probably want to forget. But <laughs> no, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he would. He was very sad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he was. He was very proud. Um, what would you say, uh, August, to someone? And, and speaking of that, you know, you had uh, the benefit of being introduced to, to the game, uh, you know, through your father and that. But um, you know, not everybody has a golfing parent or parents. Um, but there are some that might be on the fence that maybe would like to play. What would you say to somebody if you had a, you know, a group of people that maybe were non-golfers? What would you say to them to uh, encourage them to give it give it a try? I think that golf is the most universal universal sport there is in this whole world. I mean, you know, there are parts of it that reflect life, um, that help you with you know discipline and the mental aspect of you know just everyday everyday life so i don't know it's just it's something that can hook anyone and everyone and i think that's the the main draw for it across all ages i agree uh, uh you couldn't have said it any better than that um Cindy, any any final questions no i think you absolutely just nailed it on the head um totally agree with you I was just looking up the yeah. – I, for some reason, I thought that um, there was a guy from Augusta State that was at Purdue that was one of the assistant coaches that went to school with my yeah, son. Uh, Coach Jake Amos? Yeah. 
or uh, Mitch, uh, Coach K, Mitch K. Mitch, 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 Mitch. Yes. I am a huge yeah, fan so, of Coach K. He's the, he's the head coach at Charleston right now. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, that's awesome. No, he's, so he's doing great. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, our son went to Augusta State. and uh, In fact, Mitch came to his wedding a couple years ago, which is oh, cool. Oh, okay. It's a very small yeah, world, yeah. golf world. <laughs> We've actually got a bunch of uh, Purdue people uh, who went through Augusta State. The uh, head women's coach is uh, Coach Caroline Hegg, and she was my assistant coach for two years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Shout out to her. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so your, yeah, very, your homework very... assignment is to go practice your putting and continue with your process. And make yes, sure ma'am. you're very diligent about it because you're such a high C, which is good for you. And mm-hmm. tell Kathy Lawrence that Cindy Miller says hi. Of course. And okay, make a I lot of birdies. Make a lot of birdies. How yeah. about that? Okay. Sounds great. Yeah, and 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 August, if you win this tournament, which we're we're sending you some positive vibes, uh, you will come back on next week as the winner of the event. So we're we're rooting for you. Oh, we I want to have you come it. back next week. So we're we're Sounds sending good. you some yeah, positive okay. vibes uh, to play this week. So good luck with the tournament, and and thanks for for coming on and sharing a little bit about your uh, uh, your history, if you will, and and uh, giving us uh, an official launch to the uh, 2019 Symmetra Tour season. So good luck this week, and thank you again for joining us. Thank you, thank you for having me. It was nice meeting you too. You too, honey. Right. Have some fun as, along the way. I will. I will. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, that was uh, our very special guest. Uh, joining us first up, August Kim, a Symmetra Tour player. Um, she's now in her third season and obviously uh, going, Cindy, for the quest for the, the Volvic race for the card, if you will, to, to earn her uh, rights to be out on the LPGA Tour. So she's obviously going to do well. I think she's going to do very, very well this season. I think this is going to be a breakout season for her. What do you think? I think so, too. I think she's yeah, learning very, who she really is. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, you know, Cindy, I was thinking, I was thinking along the way when you were talking about the, the uh, golf psych assessment, I think that's something we should talk about again. Um, maybe dedicate some time on a future show to talk about that and go through, um, you know, the different steps and, and the different, uh, you know, results, if you will, um, and explain again for everybody. And maybe we can uh, set up a link or something or, or direct them to your link uh, and and uh, try to encourage some folks to to take that assessment because I think it's a it's a good one. I think a lot of people would really learn and benefit, not just people that play you know competitive, but even just some of our amateur players out there that maybe would uh, gain some some insight to their to their own game if they understood that a little bit better. What do you think? I agree. I agree. And I, and I think it's important for people to understand um, number one who they are, and number mm-hmm. two how they can play best within their own behavior style, if you will. I think everyone's trying to right. change everybody and somebody they're not. And, and you just can't play to your potential by doing that. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I was, I was laughing earlier and I was just kidding, but because um, I haven't really done uh, my assessment for, for a long time. You said the talking a lot. I, I automatically pigeonholed myself into the I category, but you know, maybe I'm a little, you know, I or, or S or, or something. So we'll have to do, I'm going to have to do that again. Um, so you might want to send me that link. Um, but anyways, um, 
as always, uh, very good to, to have you back uh, joining me here on the, on the show uh, this week. All right, so let's, let's move into our next guest. Um, she was actually scheduled to be on last week and had a little bit of, uh, I guess, a, a miscommunication uh, between us and, and her, and, and uh, unfortunately she wasn't able to, to make it last week. But uh, fortunately for us, we're able to have her on mm-hmm. this week, so we're very glad that she's going to join us. Let me just tell you a little bit about uh, Ashanta Epps. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing, Inc., uh, and their mission, of course, is to help individuals use golf as a networking tool to advance in their career. Uh, she is also an LPJ teaching professional uh, and using uh, strategic brand management. She's established a perfect swing as a footprint in the golf and networking arena. Uh, she is also an African-American Golfers Hall of Fame inductee and has been recognized nationally as an outstanding leader in golf by the African-American Golfers Digest. Uh, she's won countless local and national uh, golf competitions, and she took longest drive and low gross honors in the Black Enterprise Golf and Tennis Challenge two years ago, uh, or two years in a row, excuse me, at uh, the PGA National Golf Club in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. So, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest on the second half, uh, Ashanta Epps. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone? So sorry Good. about the miscommunication. I never gave her the phone number to call last week. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, no I was thinking, yeah, it probably, would, it probably would have helped if she had the number to call. <laughs> well, anyways, Ashanta, we're, we're we're glad we're glad that you're able to join us this week, and and I know it's not always easy to juggle schedules around, so we appreciate you uh, taking the the time to join us this morning. Um, so I'm going to just very quickly start things off, and then, Cindy, I'm going to throw it over to you. Um, so talk about, first off, what, a, what is a perfect swing, uh, as you're understanding, Ashanta? Sure. Um, so for us, a perfect swing, in our minds, may be a little different than, and than some of the others when you think about um, that particular phrase. Um, but mm-hmm. one of the... Um, the coins that we use is your swing is the perfect swing. And so the great thing about the game of golf is whether you just want to get out and get some high-quality vitamin D, whether you want to just get to a point where you can play in a captain's choice to be able to network for business, whether you want to um, reach your maximum full potential to play golf, whether you want to play collegiate golf or professional golf, whatever that purpose is that you have um, in your life, that's the swing and that's the effort that you need to put in to get there. So when we talk about a perfect swing, it's individual, it's specific to each individual because it's based on what they want to get out of golf. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the sport. I think, wow, I I like that. I think that's a great way to to phrase it. Um, And and you're right, it, it is an individual sport. I think sometimes um, you know, that's sort of a forgotten metaphor, if you will, that not everybody's swing is going to be exactly the same. And I think sometimes too much emphasis is put on uh, sort of getting everybody to swing exactly the same. But we all have, you know, as, as you know, and I know, and Cindy, um, that we all have different, you know, uh, body styles, body types and things like that. And, and the way we, you know, move, if you will, uh, is a little bit different from one another. So obviously we can't um, put everybody in the same box and have everybody swing exactly the same. So it, it does need to be unique like that. And I, I like the way that you, you phrased that. I think that was a, a spot on. Um, Cindy, I'm going to let you uh, pick up from here and then uh, I'll continue on a little bit. So tell us what you do exactly with your corporation and how you help others learn to enjoy and master the game of golf. 
Okay. Um, sure. And if I could, I'd like to <clears throat> so give kind of a little backdrop as to, to how it was started. So um, I grew up more. Okay, I grew up more of a basketball player, and um, unfortunately, uh, as a youth, um, I had an accident where um, I couldn't play basketball anymore. I slid into a hip. I mean, I slid into a split. My hip popped out. It went misdiagnosed because it was sitting out of the socket at the back, um, but it appeared to be in place from the X-rays. And after a very long six-month journey, um, I finally got to a specialist um, that uh, was using this thing that we all know very familiar with today called an MRI and found that my hip was out of place. And so by that time, it was growing out of place. Um, but I went through a situation where I was in a body cast for, for six months. And because wow. of the economic environment of my family, I felt like golf, I, mean, I felt like basketball was going to be my way to help my family, right? But when this accident mm-hmm. occurred, it left me not being able to play golf, but, but, but probably, I'm sorry, not being able to play basketball. But the worst part was that it left me personally in a state of, of what I know now was depression. Um, I was angry. It was, a, it was a very unhappy place for me. Um, but thank God, through the love of my family and support, I got through that. I went on um, to college. Um, I have a bachelor and a master's in computer science. And uh, coming out of college, I was a manager in the, the corporate environment within a year. And um, in the office, I would hear things about uh, the organization and some changes that were happening that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> so, you know, of course, after I searched my emails to make sure I didn't miss an email, um, <laughs> I found out after talking to some coworkers that it was, it was a conversation that they had at the company golf tournament and conversations they had when they went out to play golf on Friday that I was missing why I didn't have that particular piece of information. Um, right. For 20 years, so after this particular accident, for 20 years, I walked with a hip that did not move. So it was fused shut. And um, at this time going into corporate America, um, the technology had grown and my insurance uh, options were <laughs> a little better as well. So I ended up getting my hip replaced, and my doctor forbid me from playing basketball. Um, but because of uh, the environment at work, I wanted to play golf just so I could be a part of the conversation. So I asked him if I could play golf. And he said, oh, well, I don't know. You know, it's pretty much hips and backs and knees, but you can try it. And I tried it. And, and, I, and one day while I was at the range um, just kind of practicing around, you know, I said, what if somebody had put a golf club in my hand when I couldn't play basketball anymore? I couldn't play basketball because mm-hmm. I couldn't pass the physical and because basketball is a high-impact sport, right? But golf is right. a low-impact sport, and, and it's absolutely a sport that I could have utilized. And it was that day that I decided to start a perfect swing because I wanted to put a golf club in every child's hand regardless of what it might be for them, right, whether they're going to go on and play collegiate golf, whether they're going to just get out of the house and not sit around playing video games all day, or if it's just going to be something that they can feel good about themselves about, right? And that is the whole concept of the perfect swing team, right, what it can do for you. 
And then as you think about the overall picture, with me beginning to network as a business professional and understanding that that was something that I needed to be a part of, that's when we began to also incorporate the adult, where we, as business professionals, we have several different, um, or not even several, but lots of various backgrounds of individuals that play with us, where we get an opportunity to network, enjoy the game, and just have a great time, right? And, um, and, mm-hmm. and many of them go on to play golf in other corporate arenas where they are making those connections as well. And I think that the great thing about our organization is that we have an event called the Backswing of Business. And when we talk about the backswing, of course, it, it sets you up for how you're going to execute. And in that, we, we think about improving our success in life by improving our backswing. And so at our Backswing of Business, golf range and networking event that we have monthly, we just take the opportunity to network with each other. We allow business professionals to talk about what they do, and our youth are there listening as well because it begins to develop the thought process of them thinking about what they're going to do as an adult, right? They get golf lessons as well, Mm -hmm. but we utilize golf as a vehicle, but we are heavily focused on um, leadership, communication, networking skills, and really just getting everything that we can out of the sport as well as putting as much as we can into those others that are playing and interacting with us. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. Again, I don't, yeah, I don't think you could have said it any better than that. What a great, uh, what a great story and a a backstory as well. Um, Cindy, do you have any uh, follow-up question to that or? Nope. Go ahead. Um, Ashanta, something that really, um, while I was listening to you, you know, I'm, my mind's always going a, a mile a minute here, and, and I'm always thinking about things um, that you've said. And one thing that, that really stood out to me, and I don't know if it did for you, Cindy, but, you know, being a part of that conversation at work, you know, you hit on that, you know, th- there was information that you were not given because you were not involved uh, or even didn't know about being involved in, in something that the company was doing at a golf event. And, you know, a lot of people you know, I think have this misconception that a golf event is just a, you know, a day off for everybody to just go and have fun and which in some sense it is. Uh, but there's a lot of conversation that goes on because it's a very relaxed environment. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that miss out on that. Uh, and obviously you had for, mm-hmm. for a number of years and fortunately, um, you know, a little bird, if you will, happened to swoop by your desk and you heard a conversation. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know we're able to to you know capitalize on that and and the other thing that that caught my eye or my ear rather was that you mentioned that you wish you had of you know when when basketball was sort of uh you know out of out of the realm for you because of the injury uh, you wish that you had have had that opportunity where somebody put a club in your hand uh and i think it's like anything i think once an opportunity is presented then obviously it's up to the individual what they choose to make of that opportunity and you've obviously recognize that uh, at at that point and decided to you know create and forward you know pay it forward if you will that opportunity that was given to you to others um, but obviously in some cases at an earlier age uh, as well as adults out there and I think that's fantastic so my question to you is um, you know now giving that knowledge uh, and understanding of just how valuable uh, golf can be it's not just a game to go out and have fun and obviously that's part of it but it can also be a very valuable uh, life tool and skill tool, if you will, in, in building networking relationships. So 
what do you what would you say to somebody that was once in your position that maybe didn't get exposed um, as you come up and, and are introduced to them, what would you say to them? How would you explain what you just did uh, to us a few minutes ago to somebody that's never had that opportunity? I would, would really just tell them to go on with an open mind and give it a try. Um, one of the things that uh, bothers me about some people is that they, they'll say that they don't like something or they don't want to do something because they've never tried it, right? Um, and it's about giving it a try. And it's also about giving it a try with the right people, right? So right. Um, if there's someone that is looking to get involved with, with golf or I'm recommending them to be involved with golf, I would recommend they take group workshops. If they're, if they're mm-hmm. hesitant women, I'll, I would recommend they take a women's group workshop. Um, the Invite Her campaign is going on right now, and so there are lots of opportunities for individual, you know, for, for women to get involved and be a part of that, as well as for youth. Um, it's not always easy to child or to engage a child in, in a sport, whether it's golf or not, right? But putting them right. in an environment where they're with like-minded people and that um, the subject matter is being taught at their level and making it fun, um, I think that makes a difference. And if I could touch on, you know, what you mentioned about me being in the corporate arena and yep. and really just being engaged in understanding the aspect of networking as a tool for golf, um, networking and golf mm-hmm. being a tool, the thing that I would share with the business professional is that you don't have to be a par golfer to participate, right? Um and mm-hmm. participating is not driving the refreshment cards, right? <laughs> and right. that there are right. people that will play <laughs> with you as long as you understand the rules, you pick up when you need to, you hit when you need to, and that they're not judging you. You know, when you think about golf from a business standpoint, they're not judging your game. When, when you're building those relationships on the golf course, they're looking at your patience, and you'll be able to, to analyze their patience if your game isn't where you want it to be. Um, but it's also about having a conversation, right? They're going to get to know your personality. Right. Around the golf is four hours. That's a long time, right? Um, yep. And it is about right. just getting to know someone. And that is where the relationship building begins. Now, you may not, um, you know, come away with the job on the golf course but you may definitely come away with a rapport with that individual that will get you the interview that will get you the job for that, you know, for that particular thing, right? So it's about That's right. being able to have fun. Um, who wants to play with someone in a company tournament where you're slamming down your golf clubs or you're angry about every bad shot? Every golfer knows that yep. unless you're being paid millions of dollars, every last one of your shots are not going to be perfect shots. You should, you should be able to laugh right. at yourself. You should be able to regroup. Um, you should be able to understand that whether or not you're going to be able to execute that shot or not, but still be okay with not spoiling the round for everyone else, right? I think that right. becomes a huge part of it because it's, it's a misconception of what they feel they, you know, business professionals feel we should be when we go out on the course when the reality is that's not how it has to be. Right, exactly. Um, well, well said. You know, uh, Cindy and Ashanta. You know, one of the things that that I 
used to do in, in playing. Uh, I, I, over the years, I've been invited to a number of different corporate events um, just to participate uh, for various reasons. And one of the things that I used to do is I would purposely ask to get into the group uh, or into a group of, of individuals that were probably the worst players. Uh, and I'm talking about skill mm -hmm. level. And the reason why I did this is they had more fun. Yes, it was frustrating at times. <laughs> they couldn't hit the ball very well. But uh, we had mm -hmm. great conversations. We networked well, and we just had a mm -hmm. lot of good times. The problem is there's always a handful of people at the corporate events that you know are maybe not necessarily scratch golfers but are high or low handicap golfers, and they're all about winning the tournament. For me, it wasn't so much about winning the event as it was right. just to go out and having fun and inter interacting with, with other um, you know, of my peers and so forth. And that's why I specifically targeted, and I'll be quite honest, some of the best rounds or most enjoyable rounds I played with women um, at these events because obviously at that time it was still pretty new to a lot of women executives and they right. were able to just relax and have fun because it was not so much about the competition as it was just having networking. And, and Cindy, you, you are involved as well with a lot of corporate uh, individuals as well. Just, I want you to share a few thoughts as well with, uh, with uh, everybody on, on your take on, well, on what Ashanta was saying. Yeah. Well, she's right on the money, and, and I don't really need to repeat everything, but she's right. You know, slamming your club down and, and getting angry is not going to help. Well, number one, you're going to look like a fool. And number two, you're not right. having fun. And being afraid to participate in driving the drink cart, you know, that's what the LPGA's new uh, initiative, Invite Her, is all about, to, to say, hey, come here, take my hand, I'm going to show you how to do this, and we're going to teach you how to play so that you can participate and have some fun. Don't you agree, Ashanta? Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yes. Yes. And, and it, 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 there are so many activities going on right now. And the great thing about the Invite Home campaign is that when you go to those, those workshops, like um, Cindy said, they're holding your hand. So you get an opportunity yeah. to have fun, but they take you step-by-step step through the process so you begin to understand, you know, what you should and what you shouldn't do. And that's one of the reasons why people are so hesitant to play golf. Uh, one of the key things that we do with the perfect swing, so I do provide lessons. I'm a, a Class A member of the LPGA. So I do provide lessons. Mm -hmm. um, however, the the majority of what we do is more so play with the pro or practice with the pro because mm -hmm. we find that there have been several people that have been stuck on the range. They've hit balls. Right. It, no one, it was never anyone to help them get out on the course. And the way we, we're structured today with the perfect swing, we go out uh, every, it, it probably at least two or three times a week, and we have a group that's actually playing best ball. And we categorize you based on your skill level, and if it's 20 of us out playing, it may be four to six people that are playing best ball, but everybody's playing together, everyone's out having a good time, and everybody is learning and growing at their level. And they matriculate through the process to where they go from, you know, playing their playing best ball to playing their own ball for them to get to the level that they want to get to. So being able to get out on the course with someone that is nurturing, caring, 
that makes a difference in the way someone loves and appreciates the sport. And I think that's what that Invite Her campaign is all about. Um, and with the Purpose Fling, we invite men as well because we have we mm-hmm. have some gentlemen that, again, it's been that fear. You don't want to have the guy standing behind you or the lady standing behind you with their arms crossed, leaning on their club <laughs> with one leg up saying, <laughs> are you done yet, right? But knowing that you raised them right. or you play, best with, you play best ball with someone that will keep the pace going until you get to a point where you can carry it yourself. But you're learning the rules. You're feeling good about yourself. You, you know, we're going to use one of your putts or your chips, even if we don't use your drive, right? <laughs> you know, you, right. you begin to develop the love and appreciation for the game. So that's a lot of what we do as well. But definitely a huge um, advocate for the Invite Her campaign. That's perfect. Um, Cindy, go ahead, and I'll let you uh, pick up from here. So if someone wanted to know more about what you do, how can they find out? Oh, so they can go to our website, which is www.aperfectswing.net, N-E-T, dot net. I always say that. <laughs> um, they can find us on Facebook under um, A Perfect Swing Golf. They can find our youth organization on a perfect um, on Facebook under a Perfect Swing Golf Youth Foundation. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter as a Perfect Swing, and you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook as Ashante Epps. And we're also on LinkedIn as well. Perfect. So the major the major avenue would be www.imperfectswing.net. Oh, and then if you're not into social media, you can reach us via email at information at aperfectswing.net or via phone, area code 704-9844. We're predominantly in the Charlotte, North Carolina area at the moment, um, but we're looking in the future. We have people travel. I'm just to come to some of our workshops and participate. So we're always uh, happy to have those that want to come join us and those that want to invite us to come join them um, just in enjoying the sport. Very good. Awesome. Some great, awesome. Uh, great stuff. Um, go ahead, Cindy. That's okay. I'm done. You go ahead. Um, all right, Shanta, I want to um, – talk about something here. This was uh, another uh, point that you wanted to, to, to bring up on the show. And obviously, uh, unfortunately, because you weren't here last uh, um, week with us, um, we weren't able to do it officially in uh, the month of February. But of course, month of February is Black History Month. And a lot of uh, African-Americans, of course, have contributed to the game of golf. Why don't you touch a little bit about that? Obviously, I know a few of them, but um, why don't you touch on that a little bit um, uh, on the discussion here? Sure. Yeah, so there have been made um, significant contributions to the game of golf in terms of allowing people of color to have an opportunity to play. Um, everything from uh, caddies to pro players, um, I'm sure everyone's probably heard, or if not, I want to share about um, Charlie Sifford as well as Renee Powell, mm-hmm. um, who, who's still um, working to grow the game today, as well as Lee Elders, a lot of different even Nancy Lopez, right, when it comes to, to minorities playing the game of golf, right? However, um, 
you know, when we think about Black History Month and I think about golf, I like to, to think forward as well about how we can engage more minorities in the game of golf. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes it may appear to be difficult just because of some of the conversations I've had or as just inviting us to come out and play with you, right? Um, sometimes yep. it's just as simple as putting an, a person of color on your flyer. Uh, if you think about it from a male-female standpoint, if I'm a woman and all the literature that I see for an organization has nothing but men in it, um, I'm not going to feel that women are for instinct, right? So adding right. people of color to the advertisement in itself goes a long way um, for engaging um, more minorities into the game of golf. But I to research and see the the efforts that African Americans have made in the um, the golf arena, but also the forward thinking of engaging more African Americans or, or people of color in the sport, um, because it's not even just from a you know a personal aspect, which is great, um, because we're a melting pot country, and it's an opportunity to right. meet a lot of different people, right? Understand their background, their culture. I travel a lot, and it's something that I enjoy doing. Um, but not only that, it is an untapped economic market that that businesses can take advantage of. And we have golf courses that are – North Carolina had four golf courses closed just last year alone, and that is an mm-hmm. opportunity to welcome a new, a new era of – or a different era of people that probably wanted to play golf but felt uncomfortable – or thought about it, but you can share the love of golf with them and they participate. And that in itself in turn helps you to continue to grow the game and grow your business as well. Yeah. Uh, again, well said. One other uh, individual I want to mention, um, I've had the, the pleasure of, of uh, hosting his daughter uh, a few times on um, my other uh, broadcast Golf Talk Live on Thursday evenings, but uh, is uh, Peggy Rhodes White, and her father, of course, was Teddy Rhodes, who was a, Rhodes. a very well-known yes. Af- yes, African-American golfer that played uh, and actually won over 150 uh, professional tournaments uh, in his day. And, of course, obviously he's no longer with us, but you know he was one of the pioneers even before uh, some of the others that you mentioned. So people like uh, you know even yes. Lee Elder and, and, of course, Tiger Woods, really owe a lot to somebody like Ted Rhodes who really spearheaded. And there were many others as well at that time, but he was one of the ones in the forefront. And then obviously, uh, you know, uh, Charlie Sifford, um, who unfortunately uh, senior is no longer with us, but junior is. Um, But, you know, they were, uh, again, pioneers uh, as well in the professional golf uh, arena. So uh, you're exactly right. I think that it's a matter of exposing, you know, and, and, and and it kind of, you know, makes me wonder, you know, with the golf industry right now losing um, so many golf courses and that, that maybe there's some opportunities reaching out. And I know they are through various programs, but I think that there are other ways as well that we can be reaching out to different communities. And I think one thing that you pointed out um, in, in your your response that I think is, is spot on, um, you know, people look at whether it be social media or, or magazines or, or brochures or what have you, if they can't identify with the individuals that are in that um, advertisement, it's very hard for them to feel included 
uh, in that sport or, or event or what have you. So you're exactly right. I think the message that has to be um, out there, if we're truly going to be a sport or a game uh, that is inclusive for everybody, then it has to be representative in the um, advertisement. And I'll, I'll tell you one organization that does a fantastic job with that, and that's the LPGA. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Cindy? I totally agree. Totally. Yeah, they, they do a great job and, and really, you know, helping to to grow the game in a lot of these different areas. Um, and uh, I, I hats off to all of the the professionals like you, Cindy, and, and Ashanta in the LPGA organization that are, are doing that. Um, share some final thoughts, if you wouldn't mind, Ashanta, as we get ready to, to wrap up the show, um, what you would like to send out as a message to the listeners out there, um, not only about a perfect swing, but just about golf in general. What, what would you want to say? Say that golf is a sport that you can play and enjoy, even though you're not playing at its highest level. Um, and it's a sport that you can play and enjoy all of your life, right? It's, a, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. to meet friends. It's an opportunity to engage with family members. And it is about developing or it gives you an opportunity to, to develop quality time. So I would recommend everyone give it a shot, right? Um, don't be afraid. Jump in. Um, go to your, your local golf course or actually go to uh, the LPGA.com website and find a teacher and really just give it a shot. Take an opportunity, take a risk, and you might find that you fall in love with it. Um, I'd also recommend that you engage at least one youth in understanding or learning the fundamentals of the game of golf and see where it lies. You know, my, my personal mission based on um, the back, uh, my experience and, and of me from my injury is that I want to put a golf club in every child's hand. So if everyone could do me a favor and take an opportunity to put a golf club in at least one child's hand this year um, and see what it does for them because you'll be amazed. It may not be that they go on to play on the tour, but it may just be that you um, allow them to find something that gives them inner peace and joy and something that they can be proud of. Right. Well said. I don't think we could have finished it off any better than that. Um, well, Shanta, uh, Cindy and I want to thank you very much for joining us this morning. We're glad that you were able to make it this week. And, and again, we apologize that we didn't give you the number last week, but uh, we're glad that uh, you got it this week and, and were able to join us. And um, very quickly, again, just uh, let the folks know the website link where they can go to get more information about A Perfect Swing. Yes, www.aperfectswing.net, www.aperfectswing.net. And I appreciate you all having me on. I enjoyed it. Thank thank you you. so much. We love yeah, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And keep up the great work. I think you're doing a fantastic job, and you've got a great message, and we wish you nothing but continued success with a perfect swing, and we hope you'll come back and join us again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you. You're very thank welcome. You. All right. Thank you, Ashanta. Uh-huh. All right. That was our very special guest, the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing uh, Ashanta Epps, uh, what a very interesting um, story uh, and, and some great uh, information for those uh, that maybe haven't given golf a try, uh, Cindy, and, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hopefully a lot of folks that tuned in this morning 
uh, will go away with a, a very positive message and, and go out and, and do just as she suggested. I think if we go out there and, and put a golf club in the hands of it, at least one child, particularly, uh, or adult as well, um, this season uh, that maybe hasn't played before, I think we'll we'll see that uh, at least a few of them are going to get bitten by the bug. Um, Cindy, we're going to be looking forward to uh, having the winner of this week's Symmetra Tour event join us next week, and we're not sure who that's going to be yet, but um, we want to wish all of the young ladies um, on the Symmetra Tour the best of luck as they kick off the season this week uh, in uh, North Florida, and uh, we will bring you the winner next week. And on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I'm Ted Odorico. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and, of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.